Hello, it's day 13 of Nagoya Basho. This is Sumo Manichi. I'm Amy and I'm here with Dave. And uh, firstly, there were a lot of fans in the stadium still today, but like fans, fans as in fanning. And people who love sumo too. Both. But the humidity today was only 66 in Nagoya. I know, but it's still 29 degrees Celsius, 84 degrees Fahrenheit. The precipitation has dropped overnight. It's down to 10%. It is not raining. That only wind, Kyushu. <laughs> that wind has picked up though. Yep. So it's probably a little more comfortable out there today, you'd say. Although we so. did see in the news uh, in Japan today that the northern part of Japan is having very, very hot days. It looks so hot. Even in Tokyo, it's pretty hot, right? Wasn't it 33, 34? Yeah. Which along with that humidity would be very, very uncomfortable. It's great to see the kind of shots that they, they try to show how hot it is. Like they actually just showed some footage of the sun. Yeah, yeah, the sun. Yeah. And also there was a woman walking <laughs> along with with one of those portable fans. Yeah. Which we, when we went to um, Japan, I remember buying one of those in a, in a market and, and using it as we went along. Like it is actually a thing and it's very helpful. <laughs> we don't do it so much in Australia. I think because the humidity is lower, I mean, it gets super hot, but it's a real dry heat in Melbourne at least. Yeah. You don't want to just push it against your face, really. Don't use the fans. <laughs> We've just dispensed as well with Fahrenheit. You guys got 29. It's, oh, I said 84. Did you I say did, 84? Yeah, oh, I didn't I did. say it. It for my 30s. I don't want to alienate extend. anyone. Sorry. <laughs> well, we love you Americans. It's day 13 and we have some results pouring in from the lower divisions, which is super It's exciting. such a great day. We get to see all the um, interviews with these guys. We do. Jonakuchi Yusho was won by Shunrai from Jonakuchi 23. He's 16 years yeah. old. This is his first basho. Can you believe that when this guy was born, Hakuho was just had just moved to Sekiwake. Wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. And so he's from Tatsunami Baya, which, so his stable mates are the likes of Akua, Hoshoryu and Mace. Yeah, so some, some good quality company. rikishi for, for him to train against. So can't wait to see what happens for this youngster. Yeah, hopefully they'll give him some words of congratulations tonight. He's got the shaved head and he got a lovely interview. Looks like a lovely guy. Johnny Dunn, the next, uh, next step up. That'll be a playoff on day 15 between Fujiseyun and Osanai. Can I say that both of these Rikishi need to change their names? Very difficult. They're no good. I really had to take a big deep breath before that. <laughs> now I have to say it again. I'm going to give it a shot. If Fujiseyun sounds familiar, it's because we talked about him in May. He won the Jonakuchi Yusho in his first ever basho. And now he's playing off for the Johnny Dunn Yusho. He's 23 years old and he's from Fujishima Baya. Osanai is 22. He's from Takasago Baya. He went 6-1 in his first ever basho in May as well. So both of these guys absolutely uh, bursting onto the scene in Jonakuchi first in May and now in Johnny Dunn. So and we'll look after for them. Look out for them on day 15. Day 15. Mm. Was just going to say that. The Sandame Yusho was won by Hatuoka from Sandame 16. He's a 27-year-old from Kisebeya. He's was a very beautiful uh, Yusho interview for him. Yep. He was. Uh, he said he felt very relaxed about winning the Yusho and dedicated the win to his mum, who was a big supporter through his early years of sumo. So, so much to like about this guy. Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. A really lovely guy. His highest rank uh, so far in his career has been uh, Makushita 16. He's coming back from injury as a lot of the guys who, who do tend to win in this region are. They yeah. sort of drop down and they're powering their way back, powering their way back to Makushita at least. Uh, he dropped all the way down to Johnny Dunn, but now he's got the Sundan Mayu show.
The Makushta Yu Show. Oh my goodness. This was huge today. It was between Ishizaki, who's at Makushta 56. He is a very exciting rikishi. He won Sandanme 7-0 in his first basho coming in from the Sports Science University. We love this oh, one. We love, I love their program there. Mm-hmm. Little bit of sports, little bit of science. Just great news <laughs> for the guys. He's 22 and he's from Takasago Stable, which is a Sanyama stable. That's okay. He's, he's upholding the, uh, the... Well, as far as we know. Well, we don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but he's got to the Makushta uh, playoff. Uh, and he, he is against one of the most exciting guys in sumo at the moment, Hokuseho at Makushta 2. And he's from Hakuho Stable. We've talked about him quite a bit, Miyagino Stable. Uh, he is 19 years old. He's 200 centimetres tall. And we've heard a lot about his exploits and Yusho as he's come up through the ranks to Makushta. How many bouts has he lost? It's only a handful yeah, since not starting. Many. Yeah, he got a little bit stuck in Makushta. He was out for a whole oh, basho right. in uh, January because he was in Miyagino. No, because oh, of no, COVID. COVID. Right, yep. right, right, right. Yep. But apart from that, he's... He's lost a few. Yeah, he went 4-3 last May. Oh, did he in, really? In May. Well, there you go. But, um, but now he's come back and he and Ishizaki went up against each other and Hokuseiho, he won after a lockup. Both guys got on the belt. It was really close and they fell together, but Hokuseiho was able to stay off the dirt for a moment longer. So he is the Makushta winner. It really does feel like we're looking into the future mm, of sumo here. It? This could be a rivalry that spans the decades. <laughs> it could be. I think both <laughs> of these guys will be up in Jurio soon, but Hokuseiho will be up in September. Yep. He's at Makushta too. He's won. Um, and we're going to see him just move up so quickly. How exciting Jurio. is that to see him in Jurio? It's Phenomenal. great. He's had problems with his tachi eyes, been a bit uh, bit tentative there, but he's solving some of them as he goes. He's just learning every single bout he has. You can see it in his face. You can see how much he's matured. We saw his John Akuchi Usho interview not very long ago. And now in his Makushta interview, he just looks older, you know, wiser and... Well, you know, it's only a couple of months. You know, when you turn 19, suddenly you're like, well, actually now I have it worked out. (laughs) When I was 18, I was a kid. I knew nothing. Now I'm 19. I'm a real adult. Yeah, I'm worldly. But in all seriousness, I completely agree. Um, He's holding himself a different way and I just cannot wait to see him go at it in Jurio. Totally. Speaking of which... Mm-hmm. Abi, he eked out a win against Nishikigi. His leg is definitely no good. It's quite obvious that he's favouring it, but there's a lot of power left in the upper body and arms and he can still certainly dart around the doyo somehow. He kept himself in the race, the Yusho race, and he's 10-3. Great work from him. Nishikigi is 6-7. and seven. Enho, he looked a little bit more like himself today. He dispatched Kodakuzan by keeping low and mobile and he got two in a row for the first time this basho, which was really nice to see. Even though he's Makakoshi, he's four and nine. Kodakuzan, oof, he's had seven losses in a row and he's now two and 11. Oh, Kodakuzan. Back to Makushta. Yeah, back to Makushta <laughs> for him. You can swap over with Hokuseiho. Kayshaw pulled a superb throw as he was being taken back over the bales against Tucker Kento. Kayshaw keeps himself in the Yusho race. He moves to nine and four. Tucker Kento, uh, three and ten. That's eight losses in a row for him. After such a great basho in May, it's it's odd. He just hasn't found anything. It's hard work. (laughs) 
Aqua beat Mitoriu in a rough and tumble affair. Wasn't you it? really need to go and look this one up. Aqua, I don't think I've seen this side of him. Oh, he just went totally he went out, wild. didn't he? Yeah, and Mitoriu, um, he always just kind of does what's necessary, but Aqua was quite aggressive. He was. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yep, he's seven and six now. I mean, he needs it. He yeah, needs totally. to find something. He needs to get um, a real fire to get back into Makauchi, I think, if he's going to. So, um, yeah, he's seven six. That's important for him. But Mitoriu, he was one out in front and now he's back with Abi. He's 10 and three. Yutakiyama fairly easily took Takagenji across the bales. I say fairly easily. Yeah. You know, it's Takagenji. There's a lot of sumo in those two there was, words. There was some sumo. Uh, so Yutakiyama with that win moves to 10 and 3. We have a game on our hands here. Yep. Three guys now. So it's Mitoru, Yutakiyama and Abi out in front. It feels like only a few days ago that we were writing Abi off. I know. I it know. felt like it had slipped away from well, him. Well, honestly, that leg, he can barely put weight on it. I don't know how he's moving around the dojo. He's just so good at, um, I mean, he's always yeah. been good at movement. So I think he's just finding a way to move by not putting too much weight on that left leg. And it shows how uh, experienced he truly yeah, is you're right. finding a way to win. You said it so well. I mean, you could see he was struggling, mm. but he found a way to win. Yeah. Is it enough for, for him to clutch this U show? Oh, gosh, though? I don't know. It's getting very exciting. It's getting very close. Everyone's looking at Makauchi, but Jurio, it's often where it's at. It's red hot. We should, should also say that with that win today, Kayshaw keeps himself mathematically in this one on nine and four. Great stuff. The other winners today were Daishoho. He was against Kyokushuho, who was handed his makakoshi. Yago, he got his kachikoshi today. Oho also got his kachikoshi. Nishiki Fuji, and that meant that Kodoshoho got his makakoshi, which is not great news for him and his uh, comeback. Daishomaru got his kachikoshi. Wakamoto Haru won and Shohozan won as well. That brings us in to the top division, Makuchi, and the first bout of the day, that day being day 13, Jurio visitor Kyoku Taisei up against Maegashira 15, Tokushoryu. Tokushoryu didn't have the best touchy eye today, but he took the Kyoku Taisei charge well, then got under the arms of Kyoku Taisei and drove him back and over the bales, a Yorikiri win for him. Yeah, we've commented before that uh, every win at Magashira 15 is crucial for Tokushoryu at this stage. So it's probably understandable that in the relief of this win, he gave Kyokutaisei a little extra push <laughs> off the day. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's called emotion. Do you know, I mean, it gets a day 13 and you can't begrudge these guys an extra little push. We there saw were actually a few, a few of them yeah, today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and I'm going to explain it away with the emotion. And I think, I honestly think that's fair enough. Kyokutaisei, he did look like he was limping out on his left leg. So that's not great news for him uh, in his bid for Makakoshi in Jurio. He is seven and six, still looking for that final win. And Tokushoryu, he's five and eight. Tochinoshin up against Tsurugisho. And Tochinoshin was straight on the belt with the left hand outside, then the right hand on the front of Tsurugisho's Mawashi. Even with Tochinoshin not at full power, Nobody can get away from that, and Tsurugisho didn't. So no kachikoshi for him just yet. That's right. Hopefully it's something that happens over the next few days. Tochinoshin with that win, 5 and 8, Tsurugisho 7 and 6. Kaisei up next against Ura, and you got the feeling that Ura wanted to have some fun on day 13 after getting his kachikoshi yesterday. He went for the leg pick straight out of the touchy eye, lifting Kaisei briefly 
before Kaisei put a quick stop to that. They jostled for position in the middle before Ura spun his body and tried to hoist Kaisei above his shoulders, looking for that Izori move that we saw him pull off a few uh, basho ago. Uh, but Kaisei, he's a big boy. Uh, and it didn't happen. But Kaisei was out of position here and Ura planted a hand on the back of Kaisei's head and dragged him over the bales. Or did he? Yeah, there was a monoe called. It did look like, as he said, Ura was trying to lift Kaisei. I think he was trying to slip out of the grip, but he just did it in the most Ura way possible. Looked like he was trying to lift him. But this bout left the Nagoya crowd in quite a stir. And the commentators. That's right. They had no idea why this monoe had been called. Uh, and it turned out that it was about a Hansoku, the, yeah. the second one we've seen this basho, I think. The hair pull, I should say. Um, and actually, they talked about it and the decision was overturned. The hair pull was Ura with his fist. <laughs> it did look like in Kaisei's hair. Decision was overturned and Kaisei got the uh, win. It was a very quick monoe here. So they were very, very sure about what yeah. they'd seen. We didn't see it. The Japanese commentators didn't see it, but on the replay, he had all five fingers <laughs> in there for all of that pull down. I think for some reason they're really on the lookout for this at the moment. I don't know whether it came from the Terunofuji uh, one in May and they've since been like, all right, guys, we've got to look out for this because no, it's happening like, all the time. I don't think it's happening all the time. I think they're calling it when they see it. This was so obvious on the replay. Yeah, but we haven't seen it much in our whole time watching Yeah, I don't think it happens very often. Because really, there are very few things that you can't do as a rikishi. But one of those things is like, if you're going to put your hand on their hair, mm. don't let the fingers go in there. Yeah, don't. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of a natural. Yeah. Like when you are trying to pull someone down with the head. Just a little cheeky. Yeah, uh, because if you're doing grab. it on the shoulder, you might clench. Clamp it. Get it into the skin, uh, into yep. the flesh, you know. So why not do it on the head? But you're just not allowed. So... I do think it's happening more often. I think they're looking at the, okay. the hands. Sure. Some of them have been directed to look at the hands instead of the feet. Certainly today, Uru was pulled up. There was a little bit of frustration that flashed across his face. He doesn't get his ninth when he uh, ends today on eight and five. No fun to be had for him. Kaisei, he is six and seven. He is now on the road. Ichiyamamoto comes up next against Teretsuyoshi. Teretsuyoshi came forward. Ichiyamamoto tried to jump to the side and pull Teretsuyoshi down, but I don't know really why he tried this. He's nowhere near the position needed to do that. And Teretsuyoshi was able to follow him around and Ichiyamamoto fell. Ichiyamamoto is completely dropping his bundle. Yeah, right isn't now he? it's four losses in a row. Just some garbage sumo from him today. It wasn't great. The, he he just wasn't in the right position. No, he wasn't. The fundamentals just weren't there. Teretsuyoshi, though, the good news is that's his kachakoshi. Yep, he's found the moves. So great news for him. Ichiyamamoto still looking for his. He is on seven and six. Well, up next, we have two rikishi also looking for that crucial eighth win. Ishiura and Shimanoumi both coming into this one on seven and five. Both rikishi went in head down and stayed low. Ishiura was slapping away the Shimanoumi attacks before he dropped his head and drove Shimanoumi back to the bales. Ishiura got on the back of the belt, but Shimanoumi defended well. Ishiura tried a leg trip. I didn't mind this here, but Shimanoumi wouldn't go down. He was off balance here and it left Ishiura the opening where he could follow up with a strong Uwatenage throw. Ishiura Kachikoshi. Yes, a big relief for him at Magashira 16. He survives in Makuchi 
another day. He started off with three losses in a row, but he then got in himself back on track with seven wins in a row. Did he? And wow. uh, now he's found himself his Kachikoshi at eight and five, thank goodness. <laughs> and Shimano Umi, he's still looking for it. He's seven and six. Hidden Umi coming up next against Chiona Oh, the battle of the Six and six, Chiana Or got himself stable and into a good position close to Hidden Umi, their chest to chest. He's a strong fellow, Chiana Or, and it worked for him today. He was able to stand Hidden Umi up, didn't let him escape, and lifted him Yorikiri over the Tawara. Well, speaking of another Rikishi who has just turned around his fortunes with that win, Chiana Or seven and six really blew Hidden Umi away today with his strength. Hidden Umi with that loss is six and seven now on the road to Kachikoshi. Mm -hmm. He sure is. Chianakuni up next against Aoyama. Chianakuni, another Rikishi looking for <laughs> that Kachikoshi. We noticed that a lot of the lower uh, ranked Maegashira Rikishi are on seven wins today. Yeah, it's really, it could be very empty down there or yes, very full. very full, exactly. Uh what about this was? Aoyama's touchy eye was great and his thrusting attacks saw Chinakuni immediately on the bales. Chinakuni somehow resisted before slipping to his side along the Tawara. Chinakuni dodged again before managing to work them back to the middle of the doyo. But a pull by Chinakuni here gave Aoyama an opening to move forward and he took that invitation and pushed Chinakuni across the bales. Chinakuni. Why? Why do you pull? <laughs> he did. Aoyama didn't enjoy being slapped around like that either. And this was another case where uh, there was an extra push off the door. Oh, it was from a big one, wasn't Aoyama. it? Aoyama, yeah. And Chinakuni, he's got his back taped up at the moment. So I don't think that can help that at all. No kachikoshi for him. His fellow uh, Magashira 16, Ishiro, got his, but he couldn't manage it today. He's seven and six. And Aoyama with that win is five and eight. He is trying to stem his fall down the Banzuke. Takarafuji against Tamawashi. This is the 27th time these guys have fought. And the record's pretty even. But Tamawashi was too strong today with the push. It's a sign of his form and his strength. Takarafuji couldn't mount his usual defence. The Nodawa worked well for Tamawashi and Takarafuji was moved back and out. It did look like a very easy win for Tamawashi today. That takes him to 10 wins. Yeah. Double figures. Fantastic. That's four in a row. We're starting to hear whispers of special prizes for this rikishi, and I couldn't agree more. Tamawashi 10 and 3, Takarafuji 8 and 5. Kodnawaka up next against Chiyoshoma. Chiyoshoma went straight at Kodnawaka out of the touchy eye, but Kodnawaka ended up with a hold on the side of Chiyoshoma with both hands on the belt. This was a weird opening to this bout. Yeah, it was. He moved very quickly for a big guy, didn't he? He certainly did. But then a split second later, they're both throwing each other. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Was I... Did I black out during a putt? <laughs> this bout moved very, very quickly. He's found a portal to another dimension, <laughs> Kodnawaka. Kodnawaka, he had a hand on the belt. Chishom was using the, the uh, arm hold to throw. They both headed towards the dirt together head first. And it was Chishoma who's who hit the ground there. Kodnawaka pulling his arm up at the last moment. So this was a shitatenage win for Kodnawaka. Yep, and speaking of special prizes, this oh, guy deserves special one. Special prize, come on. Give him one. He's 10 and 3. No kachikoshi today for Chiyoshoma. He's 7 and 6. But yeah, that double figure record for Kodnawaka at Magashira 11. Big time. Love to see it. Miyokiryu and Chiyamaru. 
coming in for the next bout. There's some supari to start. Then they ended up locked up chest to chest. Chiamaru tried a big pull down here. Fair enough. Miyogiryu, though, didn't go down. But he did stumble and Chiamaru, he did some fast moving as well. And he took advantage of Miyogiryu being off balance and uh, got him out Tsukidashi. Well, with Chiamaru uh, already posting his makakoshi, his losing record, every win he needs. Yep. But uh, it just gets worse and worse for Miyogiryu. Yeah, well, he's going to stay in Makuchi, so he'll just uh, drop to an unbecoming position for him. Oh, I kind of feel like it's starting to get so bad that this is going to affect him into the future. Mm. I think he might need to have a little sake with Onosh or maybe in between Basho just to go, how do you come back from humiliating yourself, your family and your hair? Oh, God. Yeah, and he'd be like, just have another sake. Yeah, exactly. He's like, there are no answers. Don't think about it. Just go out there, push and thrust. Just try your best. <laughs> Chia Maru is five and eight with that win. Yogiryu three and ten. Daimami up next against Chiataru. Some dismal scores across the board for both of these Rikishi. Chiataru hit Daimami high and hard out of the touchy eye, caught Daimami off guard and stood him up. Chiataru continued powering forward, attacking high on Daimami and forced him over the bales. This is textbook Chiataru. Oh, absolutely it was, wasn't it? I, I wrote a nice Chiataru-style win. <laughs> yeah. He's much more comfortable with the lower opponents. Yeah, you said that. Like, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, Daimami being at Maegashira 14, I think there's just a bit of a uh, weight off his mind. Yeah, yeah. He's like, thank goodness I'm down here yep. again. He broke his uh, six-bout losing streak. Oh, boy. And moves to three and ten. Yikes. <laughs> and Daimami, he is also three and ten. Kagiyaki and Tobizaru next. Now, Kagiyaki used the arms to take Tobizaru back. Tobizaru slipped away at the edge and Kagiyaki went down left hand first. Tobizaru's foot went down too on top of the Tawara, but his foot was upside down. The Gyoji called it for Tobizaru, but Amonawi yeah, was predictably, called. <laughs> yeah, Amonawi was called. They definitely wanted to have a, another look at this one. The replay to me showed Tobizaru hanging. And he hung uh, for a long time, but he actually hit the ground before Kagiyaki. I thought so. I thought the back of his foot, the, the top of his foot touched the Tawara before Kagiyaki went down. But is there something with that? It is. I is mean, that even, out? even if the side of your foot hits. Yeah. I so think that's a loss. I think right? this looked clearly a loss here, but surprisingly, a Tori Naoshi mm. was called. Mm. They want to see more sumo from these two. And it is very, very hard to disagree. So on the second time around, Tobizaru does some solid sumo. He moved Kagiyaki back, but Kagiyaki started to lock up the arms. And this is where he looks extremely dangerous. Kagiyaki went for a beltless arm throw, but Tobizaru kept his feet. Tobizaru had a single-handed belt grip, but it didn't matter to Kagiyaki. He turned Tobizaru around, pushed him out, and stays on the road to Kachikoshi. You're never disappointed with a Tobizaru bout. I've got to well, say actually, you're right. Well, actually, hang on. Are you? No, never. <laughs> well, we haven't well, been. Maybe this time around we have been with Hakuho. Well, uh, let's say instead we're never failed to be entertained it's by It's entertaining. Tobizaru. That's right. He tried everything in the redo. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't. Looks positive though. But we saw some fun stuff. <laughs> Dagiyaki came out with the win. He is now still on the road to Kachikoshi. He's six and seven. Tobizaru at Magashira three. He's three and ten. 
Hoshoryu up next against Ichinojo in the Mongolian meltdown on day 13. Both moved straight onto the belt out of the touchy eye. Hoshoryu stood strong against the uh, belt move attempts from Ichinojo. Hoshoryu managed to swing Ichinojo around 180 degrees at one point, but here Ichinojo came to life and he heaved Hoshoryu back to the bales. Hoshoryu hung and he hung and he hung. They both stepped out. This looked very, very close. It was given to Hoshoryu, mm-hmm. but Amonoi was called. Yes. So to me, the replay looked like Hoshoryu went down uh, past the dough beyond the horizontal plane, as we call it, before Ichinojo stepped out. But again, the second bout in a row, it's called a uh, Toinaoshi, a redo. So they hop back up and they go at it again. Hoshoryu almost got Ichinojo out straight away on the redo, but Ichinojo defended himself on the edge. They locked up again. This time both hands of both guys are on the belt. Hoshoryu tried to throw Ichinojo. He stayed up. He tried to back him back. Nothing happened. But then Hoshoryu suddenly fully activated and he absolutely hauled Ichinojo around with the right hand. And Ichinojo tumbled down. It was a shitazenage win to Hoshoryu. This came out of nowhere. I mean, his ability to generate that amount of power to move Ichinojo so easily from what was a standing start, effectively. Great stuff from Hoshoryu. Didn't he look tired after he this one? He was <laughs> so buggered. He, as he walked out, he was breathing extremely heavily, but he was also leaning on his tsukebito. Yeah. He made him walk ahead of him, which they always do, but he had both hands on his shoulders and he was trying to kind of putting all his weight on him and just, it was like he was holding him up. It was beautiful stuff. Hoshoryu with that win is nine and four, Ichinojo eight and five. Takanosho at Magashira 2 comes up next against Magashira 3, Hokuto Fuji. There was a mata to start off with. They were taking a little bit of time to go, but then Hokuto Fuji sprang out of the touchy eye, absolutely hoofed it forwards, and they made beautiful sumo shapes together. They were holding each other's hands, and then Hokuto Fuji, he drove Takanosho back, and he got his kachikoshi. Wasn't he feeling himself after <laughs> this totally. one? Just the spring forward. Oh. I've never seen a touchier. I mean, his touchier is always pretty active, but he just shot forward like a bullet. And I can see why he's happy about this. It's his kachikoshi. He's beaten a quality opponent mm-hmm. in Takanosho. And his sumo was very, very considered during this. And yep. they treated us to some sumo shapes. And it's really important for Hokuto Fuji to do well here because there's been some Magashira 1 failures, there's been some Komasubi failures, and he is eyeing off that uh, Sanyaku again. And he's 8 and 5. He's he's could He will move up, sorry, but where will he go? He's uh, just definitely fancying himself from here. Takanosho, he's 6 and 7 with that loss. At Magashira 2, it's also very important for him to get these wins over these last couple of days for his um, re-entry into Sanyaku as well. But yeah, he just couldn't get past Hokuto Fuji today. Onosho up next against Daesho. Daesho looked sharp out of the touchy eye. He hit Onosho high and hard. And today he had no issues finishing this one off quickly, thrusting Onosho back and over the bales. Well, Onosho, he starts pouring the sake out. He finds me a Giryu. And they start talking about Makakoshi because that is that for 
or not sure he'd hoped to avoid it, but today he got it and Daisho had uh, had other plans for him today. It's Onosho's third makakoshi in a row, so it's time for drinking. Yikes. <laughs> Daisho at Magashira 1 with that win is 4 and 9. Kiribayama next against Komasubi Meisei. Meisei went in with the Morozashi. It's a powerful position. Kiribayama had his own grip with one hand, but Meisei moved him back to the edge. Kiribayama stood on tiptoes. He pushed back hard. He loves the defence on the Tawara, and he tried really, really hard, but he couldn't stop Meisei taking him over Yorikiri. What an effort, though. It was. It's always a huge effort from Unbelievable from Kiribayama on the bales. Meisei had to do everything to get him over. A great win for Meisei now. So he is seven and six at Komasubi. I, don't, I didn't think we'd be in the situation where he might retain this rank, but it's looking more and more likely with that win. Kiribayama, you can relax. Here he got his Kachikoshi, his eight and five. Komasubi, Wakataka Kage up against Koroeko next. Was fast and furious sumo as they traded attacks out of the touchy eye. Koroeko was giving as good as he was getting, but Wakataka Kage had the edge. His attacks were more effective at moving Koroeko back, and Koroeko was forced to give ground here. Wakataka Kage threw everything he had at Koroeko to finish this bout off, and while he did force Koroeko over the bales, he was falling forward and he hit the ground as well. Gyoji gave it to Wakataka Kage, and surprisingly, no Monoe was called here. Yeah, he looked relieved, and I think he should be relieved because it looked maybe like his toes had touched out before Kodoeko's foot. It was very close, wasn't it? It was, really. Um, and gi- do- <laughs> given the, res- the results we saw earlier with, you know, uh, results being overturned, yeah. why not have a look at this? Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to get up again. They yeah. were being a bit lazy, True. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter for Wakataka Kage, does it? He's four and nine. He's dropping out of Sanyaku. And... It makes me start to think about an empty Komasubi slot. I can't help it on day 13. It could be Mitakeumi's position if he gets Makakoshi and drops down or it's not the Magashira ones and Endo's already out and uh, it's not Daisho, but it could be Magashira 2, Ichinojo wow. moving up or Takanosho if he uh, he gets Kachikoshi and there's another slot available. So um yeah, that's that Komasubi position there. Sorry, Wakataka Kage, to talk about your spot. Kodoeko, I guess I'll say it. He's 2 and 11. Okonomi and Sekiwake Mitakumi coming up next. The interest at the end of this basho is certainly between Terunofuji and Hakuho mostly, but for me there's a small subplot where we can see if uh, Mitakumi can get Kachikoshi and stay at Sekiwake. I'm interested in it. Today, Okonomi... He's trying to avoid Makakoshi and he doesn't. Mitakumi, he came in with the big hug and he took Okonomi out easily with a bit of bumpity at the edge. So that's Mitakumi's seventh win. Well, and on the other side, that's uh, Makakoshi for Okonomi, mm-hmm. uh, five losses in a row. And we haven't really seen him put up any resistance to the Sanyaku. No, because he he does so well at the upper yeah. Magashira. That's really his place to fight and do well, but Sanyaku, he, I'm he disappointed. Struggles. I'm mm. a big fan of Okonomi yep. and to see him just powder so easily, especially against Mitakumi. Yeah. I mean, just didn't do anything. Did didn't he? do anything. Yeah. Very, very easy win. But for Sekiwake, Mitakumi, he moves to seven and six. And as I said, Okonomi five and eight. 
We're down to the last two. These are the two big ones that everyone's keeping a very close eye on. Ozeki Terunofuji against Ozeki Shodo. Well, it's hard to believe they're the same rank. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit two weird. very, very different stories. Terunofuji, of course, coming into this one on 12 and 0. Shodai. He took it to the future Yokozuna today, though. He attacked quickly out of the touchy eye, kept his distance, moved to the side, and created an opening where he was able to push and shove Terunofuji back to the bales. Terunofuji wasn't going out like that, though, and he countered, moved Shodai backwards. Shodai, he wanted to stay in this. He slipped along the Tawara, trying to find some room, but Terunofuji was all over him, and he pushed him over the bales. Oshidashi. I thought this was the closest that Terunofuji had come to defeat, or... Well, pretty close. When when Ternofuji got that left hand on it and Shodai broke the grip, yeah. I thought that was close to being it. But maybe the problem was that to, for Shodai to get him out from there, he had to take Ternofuji back to a position where he could get the hand back on again yeah. and he could anchor himself on the Tawara. And for somebody with bad knees, he seems to be able to anchor himself very well. So it seemed like a little bit of bad positioning or bad luck for Shodai from there. But, yeah, Ternofuji being able to deal with that, yeah. um, it's very impressive. But I kind of feel in these types of bouts, the story isn't about Ternofuji. The story is Shodai did incredibly well today. Yeah. And he probably gave Ternofuji one of the biggest scares so far of these last 13 days. Yeah. I mean, he's um, beaten him before. He beat him last July, but Ternofuji went on to win the U show for yeah, whatever. Yeah, true, true. But, yeah. And we're now looking... so. Ozeki Terunofuji's 13-0. We're now looking at Ozeki Shodai. He's 7-6. He'll have to fight Hakuho tomorrow. Yep. And then probably Takeyasu on day 15. Yep. Getting that eighth win is going to be extremely challenging. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's really taken it down to the edge. He hasn't done himself any favours here. He has found a little bit of form. He didn't win today, but he's found a little bit of form towards the end. But um, he'll need to really dig deep for that final win and I'm not sure if he can do it. Oh, no that comment. sounded mean. No comment. <laughs> I take it back. I wind it back. I walk it back. <laughs> sure, I can definitely do it. But who do I want him to beat? Don't want him to beat Hakuho necessarily because I'd love to see this unbeaten 15, day 15 short eye. Do I want him to beat Takeyasu? No, thank you. Because it looks like maybe, well, let's do the final bout before we talk about that. Hakuho, Yokozuna against Sekiwake Takeyasu. Hakuho, he didn't really fully commit to the touchy eye, I thought. And we soon found out why. He then from that position, slightly a little bit back from usual, he grabbed Takayasu's arm and he pulled him and threw him down Totari with the arm. Yeah. I, I felt Takayasu went a little hard today mm. or maybe he overcommitted. And I understand why he needed to do that to give himself a chance. But again, Hakuho dispatches his opponent with no effort. Yeah. Yep. He's 13-0. Terunofuji, he's 13-0 as well. I mean, it's it's happening. It's happening. So let's paint the picture. Yeah. Uh, Ozeki Terunofuji and Yokozuna Hakuho will swap mm -hmm. uh, opponents tomorrow. So it will be Terunofuji Takeyasu, Hakuho Shodai. Now, what's particularly fascinating about this is if Terunofuji and Hakuho win, mm. we, will see a, we will see them fight each other on the final day for the Yusho. Mm -hmm. But we'll also see Shodai and Takiyasu fighting each other for their kachikoshi. So <laughs> we are set up for some huge day 15 drama. Yeah. Day I 15, mean, we might need 
quite a few buckets. Oh, like, well, purchase I, your buckets now. I would get in quickly because Bunnings, which is the local <laughs> hardware supplier in Australia, they are running short apparently. Yeah. And yeah. we're not allowed to go and get them because we're in lockdown. <laughs> we're in lockdown. Yeah. New lockdown for Melbourne, so good on us. Um, yeah, we'll have to scrounge up the buckets we already have because day 15 sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for being with us for day 13. And we will see you for the second last day tomorrow. Bye. Bye.